This morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Ninety-eight. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the Morning Sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. Here we go on another glorious Wednesday here in paradise. And uh, boy, in the afterglow of yesterday, just, uh, you know, everybody around the building just couldn't believe what was going on. And then so we put this liner together. We say thank you for $40,000 that we knew we got for sure from our fastest fundraiser in Phoenix history. Uh, yesterday morning, and then I got the uh, text last night from uh, Vicky, our listener, that said I'll match up to thirty grand. Sent me the receipts. Actually, threw in thirty-five. Wow! I know. So we're at like seventy. 76. Well, you got to account for the fact that it may be, I don't know if the collections. Well, because she did three percent, she paid the percentage for. Oh yeah, the for the donation. Card. Yeah, and I don't know if that goes in. So I'm going to say 30 for sure, but she threw in 35 because she paid the 3% uh, the billing fee that happens with, uh, most time Amex or credit cards will charge the the person who's got the, the company. But still, uh, uh, we're at least $70,000. And the worst part about Amazing. it is, the worst part about it is, uh, now everybody expects us to do that every time. Now that's the, the bar we've set is high. And if we ever do it again, it's that's the number everybody wants. And... Uh, worse still is that everybody thinks we're never going to do that golf tournament again. <laughs> like the place, the building of. Uh, I know Larry was talking uh, about that yesterday. <laughs> Larry and all the people who just are like, you know, not necessarily wanting to stand in the heat. And, you know, the promo people are like, we don't ever have to put anything together. It's one less day of work. So it uh, it brought out the lazy in all of us. And it, I, I assure you, we can do both. But thanks again to everybody. The number is. And and the Humane Society just got bombarded. Their site kind of closed up. They had to figure out how to get the numbers. They don't have them yet officially. We're just going off what we know for sure. It could be a lot higher. We'll find out. And again, to everybody who helped out, just ridiculous yesterday as we raised in uh, in, in the matter of we'll say forty minutes or so. Uh, unintentionally, uh, the twenty was all we were going to do, and then it's like, all right, let's see what we can do. And people just kept flooding it in. A guy who uh, listens to the podcast text last night. He goes, "Dude, I threw in a thousand bucks." I don't. Uh, I don't know how much it counted or not. And I'm like, if you did it on our All page, counts. it counts. And I don't care if you go through our page. Although I did tell Vicky the big donation. I'm like, I thanked her last night. I wrote her an email. I thanked her. I said it was amazing uh, that she's doing this. And I said, now um, immediately go to our page and do this so I get credit for that. Because I, we can't. <laughs> we can't have the Humane Society not know that's from us. That's coming off our page. So yeah, I do. You know, the big the big hits. We definitely want to kind of. Ride that carpet. You know, we want to hop in on those coattails. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. So, great job. And the Humane Society got all the money. And now we've got to figure out uh, how to make it so the golf tournament is something that we don't sit and go, ooh, we could just do the other thing again. <laughs> you know, it's like doing heroin. You realize how much faster you can feel good 
uh, pain pills. We just basically took a ton of pain pills and we're like, hey, I don't feel anything anymore. We don't have to do the old way anymore at all. No more stretching. No more physical therapy. We can just take these pain pills. The Bobs will be happy. The Bobs are thrilled. And to the Bob's credit and the retarded lawyer's credit, they kicked in, and that was nice. Very nice. They took they took the verbal beating. And again, like I've always said, passive-aggressive behavior towards your managers almost always works. <laughs> almost always. Just act like they're not doing their job. Say it out loud, especially if you've got a big platform at work. And, uh, and then they all have, you know, when they're guilty and they're wrong, they don't fight back. It's great. It's something I learned years and years ago. In a meeting where a manager I didn't know flew in from wherever we were housed and uh, told everybody that they were going to change everything and then gave us all books called Who Moved My Cheese. And my friend, realizing that they were wrong and knew it without saying so, uh, threw the book back at the guy and said, you move my cheese. Tell me where my cheese is so I can do my job and get out of this meeting. And then everyone (laughs) in the meeting threw the book at the guy. And he left and came back and apologized and we all went back to work. It was great. Two weeks ago, I was at uh, a, a Chase Bank branch. And the guy at the desk has that book. Who moved my cheese? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, if I see it, it would trigger me right back to <laughs> that, that meeting. And I would giggle. It was me and Colin, Marty McCormick, and I think uh, my buddy Craig's in that. And two other people that I, two women. I don't remember who it was. They just, they kept taking us in groups of six, like in kindergarten. And this next group of six. And the first two groups went, and they all came out mad. Dickheads. Because these guys were basically coming and going, if you don't do things that you don't know you're supposed to do because you don't know it's your job, you're going to get fired. I'm like, do you guys have any plan at all? Yeah, but you don't need to know it. Well, how are we supposed to do our jobs? Read the Who Moved My Cheese. And the two, the first two groups came out. When Colin threw the book back, the Who Moved My Cheese movement was over. <laughs> it was fantastic. It worked out because they were trying to do the softball saying, well... Read this book. Who so some of us are going to be getting fired. Yeah. Essentially, it was like, we're not going to tell you why. We're not going to tell you how. Your jobs have changed. And if you don't pick up on it, like by tomorrow, you're fired. And then we just basically said, you guys are doing it wrong. No. And they didn't know what to do. They're so used to everybody just kind of an authoritative figure. Kind of just. There's been sociological experiments. Like in classrooms and stuff where in college, the teacher comes in and continually makes like like if brady was a teacher like says things and it's like well that's not a sentence what's this what and he says things that are egregiously bad grammar or just misses something completely to see if the if the students will say anything and I, it was at like a big school too i don't remember which one of like yale or something but it was like a ivy leaguer william and mary is where it was and the guy went in and he was a, I think he was a sociology professor and he went in and he started to say really dumb things. And it took eight weeks before somebody said, you don't know what you're doing because we'll accept it's a weird human thing. Megan's got a horrible case of it. If you say you're a thing and you have a business card that says you're a thing, she assumes you're an authority over anything she has to say. And even if he says something stupid. Car, car mechanics have had this over all of us for years. You know because you're a, you're a mechanic guy. Uh, so you don't have that feeling. No. Air, air conditioning guys. Uh, they all yeah, come in. Yeah. And you have plumbers, to, uh, electricians. Yeah, plumbers, yeah. Everybody that comes in and you don't know their trade. Mm-hmm. Automatic authorities, whether they know what they're doing or not, you pretty much just go, yep, hard pass on arguing with this guy. It's weird. But when managers it's the are, tr- trust yeah. factor involved, oh, these guys know what they're doing. He's got a card. Yeah. 
He's got some sort of a thing that says he's a thing. I have to believe that. And you put all your faith in it. But yeah, this this professor, I'm pretty sure it was William and Mary, came in. and Eight was, weeks. Eight weeks before any of the students said, I can't take this anymore. You're an idiot. And there's got to be someone right off the bat, like in the first week. But then they're made like, oh, oh you're crazy, dude. So they interviewed the students after. Two of the kids in the class were taking notes on every misspoken, funny thing he said. Like all the words that weren't words. Like this guy would just say, it's an agonculator is what we need. We all know that. The agonculator is the issue. And he would move on. It's like, that's not a word. Everybody like, that's not a word. And occasionally someone would raise their hand like, what's an agonculator? And the guy would be like, come on. And he'd just move past it. Like you were the idiot. And people don't like feeling stupid. So it took eight, I think it was eight solid weeks of this class. Once a week class. So it was eight classes. Before somebody finally said, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no clue what you're talking about. This is, I want my money back for this class. You don't need to be here. And he said, finally. He goes, guys, part of this entire class was to see if you are just uh, drones to authority. And it doesn't mean you always fight authority, but it, it means when authority isn't right, you can say something. And so in this case, we passive aggressively made fun of our retarded lawyers until they finally stepped up and did something. And they did. So I won't call them that anymore. I'll just call them retards. Lawyers, I have no respect for the lawyers. It was great, though. So pretty cool uh, that everybody stepped up. So in the long run, $70,000 is in our hands, and uh, at least. And it's handed right over to the glorious uh, Humane Society. And a lot of folks got a nice beer out of the deal. That's pretty cool. And they want to do this again. They got these crowlers, the 98 cans that are... They're calling crowlers. They're can growlers. They're Are they, really cool. They're 24 ounces. Or I don't know how. Like I think it's more than that. They're huge. And I had to sign the labels for them yesterday because they wanted me to write on them. Oh, maybe they're, they're the, the gallon pony keg things. Like we I don't know. About? They're crowlers. It's a can growler. I have those no idea. Heineken tap Could things. Could be. I, I, wow. I, all I saw was the papers that are going on them. I don't know what Pretty big label. It's yeah, a giant big, label. Yeah. So I was I like, think that's 30 something, 40 ounces. I don't know what it at is. At least. It's gigantic. So I'm signing all those yesterday, and I'm like, they want to do this again. We might have to. We might have to have another quick sale. It went so damn well. But Four Peaks was awesome, and it was uh, great. And I'm so ridiculously just buzzing. But it's almost like the week ended yesterday. I'm like, we don't have anything. What, what are we going to do that's better than that this week? It's. I mean, the bar's been set for this week. Why are we even here? We should just run best ofs and kind of reset for next because we can't pull that off again. Like, yeah, that was funny, John, but yesterday you raised $70,000. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. We don't have much to... And I'm kind of in that uh, middle of the road right now with hard knocks getting to the point where you're like, all right. I get excited for preseason. That lasts exactly three weeks, and I'm at the mode now where it's like, all right, time for football. It is time for football. And I'm, I'm getting, like Brady handed me this story, just said uh, Baker Mayfield will replace Tom Brady on the Buccaneers. That's a bit of a drop off but i'm interested yeah all things nfl right now have my interest toledo and i already had a talk about this yesterday a good long 10 minute talk about how baker mayfield is the new buccaneers quarterback so prepare yourselves for five or six wins tampa good for you yeah four million dollar deal with uh what a little over two million and in, in incentives yeah here's the problem i have with baker mayfield the article where he's been you know kind of, he's been announced as the and this was his issue when he was in Cleveland. I'm like, this guy's, this guy doesn't have a whole lot of humility. But he's, uh, they asked him, like, how do you feel about getting the job? And his quote is, I know how talented I am. I know what type of leader I am. Everybody's excited about this. 
No, no, no. Sounds a little chippy. I, I think you misunderstood. I was asking about you. You're not supposed to say that about you. Jennifer Lopez talks like that about herself. Don't have a great ass? I know. I'm 53. Look at my ass. It's amazing. I'll tell you if you got a nice ass. You don't have to tell me to tell you to have a nice ass. He's a little shell-shocked from the interviewers, and uh, they're out to get me. Well, Progressive Insurance will be happy. they got new commercials to make <laughs> right, now. Down so there in Florida. Good. That's about it. <laughs> Progressive, they kind of cl- quietly slunk away from oh, <laughs> Just no longer talk to Baker. I wonder if Baker was on the phone with them at all going, Hey, are we shooting new spots this year? Uh, uh, who dis? New number. <laughs> Lost my phone. Well, you answered it. Progressive Insurance. Uh, no play. My name's Progressive. Uh, uh, late. Peace. Just a couple of wins away from that rebooting. He ain't getting any. He ain't gonna do anything (laughs) special. He's nothing. So Baker Mayfield beat Kyle Trask, and he's like, "I was, I was pretty amazing," and everybody here knows it. So, any questions? And that is another thing. Like going back to what we're talking about. If you just start telling people you're really good at something, a lot of times they believe it for a long. Dave Pratt (laughs) made a whole career out of telling people he was good, and they're like, "I guess he's good." He wasn't. He was horrible. Like one of the least entertaining human beings on the planet. Also a thief. You know, I feel real good about our charity thing because it actually worked and we're going to give money to the charity for real. Finding all the old receipts laying around here. Wow. All that dude wanted to do was have contractors come show up and put his name on the charity's building. All right, buddy. I'm pretty great. People are real excited about it. Nobody says that. That's a Pratt thing. A little bit of everything and do some singing, some dancing, some chatting with the guests, the skits, the monologues, the comedy. Wonderful comedy. It really is a lot of fun. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I don't think I could ever utter those words. So, John, you got the job. How do you feel? Well, I know how talented I am. And, uh,. It seems like everybody here in the building is super-duper excited about me. They're pretty stoked on me. And uh, I know what type of leader I am, which is a great one. So, yeah, this is a great thing, me. <laughs> I couldn't say that. I All I can tell you is people are excited. Yeah, people are really excited about me. I could never say that. <laughs> could you ever? Could you imagine? Well, I guess Brady could. Celebrate Me Home is sort of oh, his yeah. Baker Mayfield moment. <laughs> People are real excited about me coming. And that's the only way I could say it is I'd have to play a song. Let me play the team song. <laughs> Let me tell you how excited you guys are with tunes. <laughs> I put together a mixtape about how excited you are about me. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I always assume no one wants to see me. Like if I'm going to somebody's house, I'm like, boy, I am a burden on this. Have you ever interviewed me? Are people excited about seeing you? would be like, no, that's never happened. I have to win them over somehow. There goes Brady. Celebrate me. You wait until you see the parade I get. Looks like the party arrived. People are excited. I couldn't say it. People are excited about me. But watching Hard Knocks last night, I guess to be a quarterback in the NFL, you've kind of got to have that awful overconfidence out loud. I just don't know I could be friends with anybody who says that. That's why they... Why well, you're the captain? It's why. But again, I mean, it's become that way. You, just, you know, you have a defensive leader, and then you know it's interesting the roles that uh, the players, wide receivers, they're all dicks. Have that just yeah? yeah they're all dicks because they because they're never ever in charge. I think I think they have to be elite because a they're small in their lifestyle, not to you and I, but like if you wander through a locker room, wide receivers are little most of the time. 
they have little like complexes that they've got to be the biggest personality in the room. And they never ever get to say what's going to happen next. Things happen. So they have to, they, I can see where they've got a little inferiority complex. Quarterbacks, they have to have extra ego. Just take care of your offensive line. Yeah. But they always talk about how humble they are. You can't be humble and good. But you can also be Baker Mayfield and think it's the thing to do. And you're just not very good at it. It'll be fun to watch him fail again. That's what. That's the best thing about football. You start looking around saying, fail. I read an article yesterday about like uh, people's perceptions of themselves. And uh, they did a study on everyone and made people who are artistic draw themselves. And not one of them did a good job. And they're, you know, they have artistic skill. They can draw any, like they could draw you in two seconds. It would look just like you. Uh, they can't do it because nobody, it's weird. No one ever really sees themselves. You don't know what you actually look like. Pictures are flipped. Mirrors are flipped. You're seeing a reverse image of yourself and it's never exact. So, and most of the time we think we're a little bit better looking than we actually are, which scares me because I know I'm not. And so I can't imagine if, if this is a heightened feeling of how I look. I can't imagine what you people are actually seeing. Because <laughs> a lot of times... Well, then you it, have some people that would paint themselves and they're like super ugly. The perception of them. Right. Like saying... That's me. This is how I... And then you look in the mirror and you realize, this is as good as I get. And other people see, this is worse than I'm seeing it. Like I, you, uh, you see yourself better than actually you are most of the time. That's why in pictures... Especially now with the iPhone, you take a photo of a group. What's the first thing you do? Squeeze in on you. How do I look? Yeah. Oh, I'm not posting this one. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sending this to anybody. All other people could look like, you know, you're at the swimsuit model celebration. If you don't look good, you get rid of it. Because you have a perception of you and how you're presented. And a lot of times, and with me, pictures are a nightmare. I've never looked good in a picture. Except for that fake Facebook page that keeps giving away money. Somehow or another, they filtered me in to look pretty nice. <laughs> But, yeah, it's like the strangest thing. We all have that. And we all act like it's not ego, but it's completely ego. Scooching on your own face in a thing and go, nope, that's not going up. But everybody looks great. That's not going up. I uh, open her sometimes. I look like that? Yeah. Yeah. Because you see yourself sometimes and you realize, wait a minute, that's not the perception I have. This incredible person. Yeah. I already look in the mirror and go, oof, I shouldn't be allowed in public. And then I see myself <laughs> in pictures and I'm like, it's worse than I thought. This is terrible. I should put gauze around my head every morning like the elephant man. Let people's eyes have a rest. Weird. But yeah, so our perceptions are what they are. Either way, don't care. Glowing from yesterday. You know, everybody's real excited about the things I did yesterday. I was pretty amazing. I can't do it. I can't even do it tongue in cheek. But you know the funny thing about football this year? Because everybody's talking about the Jets. Everybody's talking about all these teams. The Cardinals are, like, even locally quiet. You don't hear anything out of this Cardinal camp at all. Nobody cares. I'd be, I'd be all right with that if I was the coach. That nobody's paying attention? Yeah. yeah I think Laying low, probably... and you know what? If we pleasantly go over and above, good, but yeah. expectations are where they're at. No matter who your team is, you watch national shows, NFL Network, ESPN, and you're like, they never pay attention to my team. They're always talking about the Cowboys. They're always talking about the Jets this year. They're always talking about blah, blah, blah. Um, and every team, I think everybody feels that way. They, like you're probably thinking, they never talk about the Bears. They never, mm. you know, I never get any new. But I they do. That, though. But they literally, as an outsider who doesn't care, they never talk about the Cardinals. They're never at Cardinals camp. They're never hanging around. 
even watching the news in the morning before we come in, it's like, oh, ASU, yeah. D-backs, and uh, here's weather. Yeah, right. Like, and right. Uh, also, there's going to be some football someday, but who cares? Yeah, there's no, like, reports from camp. There's no, and it's just, it's a lost season, and we haven't even started. The most we've seen of the Cardinals news was uh, was Webster wearing the sports bra. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the most news that's come out of Cardinals camp. Which is You're hilarious right. because we end up finding out a lot of those quarterbacks wear that right, thing. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one that's yep. photoed and that's a <laughs> right. bikini well, top. Because he's little and it was cute. and it, just, it was the perfect storm. He's sort of a spinner. You kind of maybe thought, well, if I saw that walking around, I'd be like, that chick's in great shape. And he's tough, and but... I yeah. thought it was the the Burt Reynolds movie Longest Yard. He is one yeah. of the, yeah, well, the that's cheerleaders. The, that's the oh. thing in the meme. Yeah. I think the uh, I think the problem is he's got he's got like little man body, so he's got these kind of thick pecs. Trey Lance had one on, and he looked like a flat chick, so he didn't even pay attention. Like that must be for some athletic endeavor. Like you didn't look at it like feminine. Uh, Kyler's got a set of t- on him. He's got a like, B cup, like a thirteen year old girl who's blossoming. He's got a nice. You might want to push those together and see if you fit. That's all. But you're right. That's the only thing I know about this team coming out of camp. I have not seen a a thing on national coverage of the Cardinals at all. Not even like, eh, this guy. (laughs) They did the Kyler Murray bra. Last week didn't help much. No, but I mean, even going into the game against the Chiefs, there wasn't like, let's see what the Cardinals are up to. It was just basically, oh, the Chiefs are in Arizona. Chiefs were covered the yeah. entire time. <laughs> you know, like, uh, the other team's here, too. <laughs> They're scrimmaging the generals? Yeah. They're the fat girl next to the fat girl at 2 a.m. at the bar. <laughs> They're the fat girl's fat girl friend. I'll take the one on the left. I'm not that bad. It's not that desperate. Doesn't anybody want me? No. Going home alone. You're gonna, this. You're going to Uber in a XL lady. <laughs> you don't fit in the Uber regulars because that's usually a Sonata, and they're not stuffing you in one of those. Yeah, the car. I feel, I almost feel bad for them, but also not because I don't look. Again, I know it's local. I know that. I I think the world's better when the local teams do better. But I don't. I I like one team in football, and I stay honest and true and loyal to that. I hate almost equally. Well, I hate equally about 28 teams. And then there's two I hate with the passion of a fire of a thousand suns. And that's the Ravens. And that's the Patriots. All the rest have an even amount of hate. And it's a healthy amount of hate. It is a I would murder you hate. The other ones Ravens are... Got to be the top yeah, oh, because yeah. it's oh, been yeah. kind of quiet um, for the Patriots. Still, though, you just, you'd, you'd like to watch... You know it's in there, See, though. But here, here, as a real fan and a passionate fan, and you probably feel this way about the Packers... Mm-hmm. I don't want to just kill them. 28 other teams, I just want, if I was a murderer and they were a person, it would be quick and I'd just, dispo- I'd just get rid of it. With the, with the Ravens and the Patriots, I would, I would torture them. You know, like if saw. I, uh, yeah, it would be a saw thing. It would be like, you know, there'd be like, I'd start to cut their throat and then stop. It's just death by a thousand paper cuts. That's what they deserve. That's the true, that's the enjoyment I would get from, you know, needles. Like, thousands of needles just laying up against their skin and then my hands just pushing down and pumping, you know, sewing needles into them and then individually plucking them out one by one and then applying alcohol. Like, I would do all that. Like, I've thought about how I would torture if if the Patriots were represented by a human being. I would be a psychopath. I would be a sociopathic murdering lunatic 
if all NFL teams were. I'd be like a bee protecting the queen. Like the Steelers are the queen and all the rest are bad. I would, I would love to, and I would eat their heads. I would slowly, like, devour them while they were still alive. I'd eat parts of them in front of them. That, that. Like a praying mantis. The bears, I'd just kill them. I mean, like, get this guy out of here, off with his head. But there's a, there's a couple of, and the Cardinals fall into that category. There's nobody I kind of like. Oh, they're cute. They're my second. I, I have zero respect for anybody who says, that's my second favorite team. That's my AFC team. No. You don't have that <laughs> off. Passion has to be one and done. 100%. That's got to be uh, all-time high now since there's so much uh, cheering for laundry and fantasy. Well, it's fantasy, the fantasy the, football yeah. ruined a lot of that where you don't have anybody who actually – and maybe it is a I better, like this guy. Yeah, maybe it is a better way because, you know, the business of football treats the fans poorly a lot of times. For instance, if I was in the PR department of the Cardinals and uh, season ticket holders, I would tell them, this is another great PR move, Cardinals – I would tell them if we lose, but as Suns too, Suns could do this, especially the Suns. If the Suns had a, a thing for season ticket holders where you knew the season was going to be bad, they're not this year, but if they went through all those years, it's like, look, season ticket holders, we appreciate it. If we lose by uh, 10 or more, game's free. We'll, we'll take it off your bill. We'll apply it to next year. And so the team goes on a run or they're losing like 12, 15 points. You lose 7, 8, 9, 10 games in a row. That's going to get the owners back in shape. They're going to go, well, we can't do this. We're giving season ticket money away every game. Cardinals should do it too. If we lose by two touchdowns, if we lose by 13 or more, the season ticket holders get a free game. And that would be gold because they're basically telling everybody this year this team stinks and we, don't, we have no plan and no hope. And just bear with us. But I didn't see the prices fall. I didn't see any special deals going out the door when they announced that the team was going to suck. They're just like, hey, fans, you got to suck it up. Well, there's bad years, too. Thanks for your support. Yeah, thanks for your support. We're not going to change a thing for you. We just ask you to bear with us. All right, we'll make it easier on them. And be a PR team that says, hey, here's the thing. If you've got season tickets and we lose by 14 or more, road or home, we're giving you a freebie. Now, if we have 14 losses. I know it's not going to look good this coming year, but... Uh we need half your money down on season tickets for this year. <laughs> yeah, they asked for next year already. But think about it. How much more comfortable would you be spending the money on season tickets and knowing that they lost six games you, this year? You'd feel more involved with the team. They just bought six games for next year. So yeah. You only have to buy 11 uh, games. And it's like, well, I got to, you know what? That was good of them because they knew they were going to We stay. understand what you, yeah. you know, you're going through. Yeah, it's think about how excited I've said when I go to Suns games, if somebody misses two free throws in the fourth quarter for the road team, everybody gets a Chick-fil-A. Free stuff makes people lose their it's, it's amazing. So if the Cardinals are down 12, the fans are going to start having fun with the idea like, hey, we need to start rooting for them to drop two more points here so we can get a freebie for next year. That would be gold. They won't do it. There's no way. Look what it's done for the uh, Green Bay Packers fan base. Those people actually believe they have a piece of the team. <laughs> they, believe they, they own it. Right. I mean, they just, they're, and they're in it. And basically, it's just some guy for the Packers that goes to Party City and prints out fake certificates that said, congratulations, owner. Yeah, I've got a stake in the squad. And then they, evidently, and I don't know this for true, but I've heard that when the Packers have big decisions, they send out an email to the owners going, we would like your input on this. Oh, well, I think we should do it. Of course we should sign that. It's like guy. being in a Facebook group. Who cares? <laughs> they don't really listen no. to you. Well, they're from Wisconsin, those right. people. I mean, you know, send them some cheese. Easy. Throw some cheese and beer there. They're, they're, they're fine. But as a fan, 
It turned them. Oh, it's the perception. They're wearing cheese heads. Yeah, the perception of importance. It's the whole thing of, like, make them feel good. A little bit of everything and do some singing, some dancing, some chatting with the guests, the skits, the monologues, the comedy. Wonderful comedy. It really is a lot of fun. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I don't know why the Cardinals aren't doing something. I don't know why I haven't gotten a job in PR in this city for uh, the Coyotes' ideas. This, this We could be a marketing gem, this little room right here of things we've come up with. And the Cardinals should sit back and go, that is a good idea. And, oh, my God. But but it wouldn't register in their heads because it, it would be in a category they don't understand, which is treating the fans good when the team is bad. You know? That would be huge. Even if they said this team, look, we're the over-under on us in Vegas is four. That's horrible. And it's a guessing game. Like, you're like, geez, can they squeeze out four? I mean, you're like, oh, we're going to take that. Yeah, take you, that. you think, sure, they're going to squeeze it. But then you're like, mm, I've, nope. Look at that I don't, schedule. I don't trust that this team's going to get to four. Vegas is right to make that a quandary. If your team is projected to win four games, throw out a little PR move. Put some pressure on the players. Hey, guys. If you lose by 14 or more, the games are free to the season ticket holders. You know, and then you're going to complain we don't pay you enough? Go f*** yourselves. Get out there and play. And if you don't put a, a team on the field, we should get a benefit. Fans should get a benefit. I don't, I just, I don't know. Or maybe they should do like the Packers did and pull the wool over. Hey, we're going to make everybody yeah. an owner here. Everybody Let's just do this. You know what? Yeah, every, you all get stake and a say. We'll send out surveys. Yeah, the Suns are pretty good about their season tickets. The Diamondbacks are really good about it. They'll give you they'll give you deals. But again, we lose. They lost ten in a row this year. If you have a loss, a ten in a row losing streak, you get ten games free off next year because we wasted ten of your year or your days this year. How about that? They won't do it. Even if you said it's ten in a row, this next game you come out um, giving your money back on those tickets. Absolutely. A free game. One free game. People yeah. are like, that's great. Your season ticket holders, you don't pay for the next game. You don't pay for another game until we win. And if we win the game, that you know, if it's game 11 and we win it, that one was on us. It would be gold. And then just apply that money to the next. Ah, they'll never do anything. That's too smart and too kind to the consumer. That's why I like what Ryan Reynolds is doing with Mint. We didn't raise our prices because we like you. And it's like, oh, that's nice. They actually dropped their prices because they're, they're, people are tired of having... Shooting the commercial with a green screen and just me. Yeah, companies give you less and charge you more. And sports is the worst one about it. The worst. We realize we're going to be terrible. This product's going to... It would be like if Triscuit came out and said, these crackers this year, each box were like, like three of them in there and they all taste like uh, sour gummy bears. You're not going to expect... It's going to be bad. And also, we're not changing the price. Like, well, why would I come to that? Uh, Ken said the best thing about the Cardinals this season so far has been uh, Ron Wolfley and the Guadalupe Squares well, last week. That's, that's about it. <laughs> Wolfley makes his appearance. Wolfley is a, a night. If you could get a visit from Wolfley. That's what they should do to Wolfley, too. All right. If we lose by more than 14, every season ticket holder gets a... How are you doing, David? I, I just came by for a personal little visit to the season ticket. Got balloons. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ed McMahon showing up at the door. We're so sorry. We have lost the game. Oh, it's a singing telegram from Ron Wolfley. <laughs> oh, David. My name's not David, but go on. Okay, I got a lot of people to visit. Yeah, let them go around. It's just, uh, what are you going to do? But yeah, Kyler, you're right, Brett. Kyler Murray's bra picture is the most... 
I've heard from Cardinal camp. Yeah, that's. I thought about it yesterday. I'm like, man, the Jets are getting a lot of press this year, and rightfully so. It's kind of a soap opera. And then I'm looking around. I'm like, I've pretty. I've seen Carolina's terrible team because they had the number one pick. I've seen guys sitting on their sidelines breaking down that team. I'm like, okay, I guess the Bryce Young thing pop over there. I've seen the Houston Texans. Like sideline guys sit there and like you know NFL Network sent people to Houston to go well, talk to me about the Texans who are going to be horrible. Never once have I seen. All right, let's go over to the Cardinals. And I've seen it multiple times with people talking about the Texans, talking about cruddy teams. Never once have I seen the chirps on there. Never once. Do you think um, that's because basically the first? I mean, how many weeks is Kyler going to be out? A lot. The first six, right? At least. Yeah, if he comes back by the end of what's October, there to talk about, Coach McCoy? <laughs> Coach, yeah, what are you doing I know, instead? That's what yeah. Like, introduce me to the team. <laughs> Tell me how bad it is. I'd be honest about it. You have to seek it out. You have to go over to you know Gamba Ding Dong and have him. My sources tell me that four wins is too high. We know that Gamba. They don't know anything extra. So you know, I never turn on ESPN and see. You know, Ryan Clark going, let's break down the Cardinals. No one is paying attention. So make a splash. Start giving stuff away. P.T. Barnum, that thing. They won't. Because their organization sucks and always has. So they'll just keep fleecing. Kimes out there talking it up more than anybody. Kimes, I get pictures, even still, just the other day, someone in this building said, hey, look, Steve Kimes at the belly up to the bar. I wouldn't recognize Steve Kimes without a bar sticking out of his chest. I don't know what he looks like from the waist down. Every time I get a picture of him, he's in another bar. That rehab back in November worked great. Because that dude's always got 32 ounces and a big glass mug in front of him, and he knows where all the bars are. He was just in Chandler last week. I had friends in Payson. Firing pig. Look, Kimes up here in Payson guzzling beer, and he's just staring at the guy taking a picture like, I can't get up. I have a bar for a chest. He's living the life. Party bus is fueled up yeah, and ready to go for the season. Oh, no. oh, it's back. <laughs> Hi, guys. Party bus! You know, you know the Hey, Brett. Steve Kime here. Former Arizona chirp bird. Hey, you know the best part about being out on the Cardinals is, is uh, not being on the Cardinals. Oh, God, yeah, it's the greatest freedom ever. I got, I got, I got no reason to work. But they paid me an astronomical amount of money to, to have a bar go out of my chest. Your TikToks are hilarious. I'm pretty good. I've been, oh, hey, man. Hey, wait a minute. You, are you teasing? I don't know what's going on. You want to go? I'd have to get up. You're my best friend now. <laughs> Let's go to the Cardinals game, said no one ever. You're welcome. <laughs> Party bus is in Chandler today over at uh, wherever the beers are. I don't care where we go. And I'm going to head over to the Tap Dragon and hang out with, uh, and hang out with Brady. Brody. Who? Whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. Have I been saying your name wrong, boss? <laughs> You man. All right, all right. Start the bus. The bus is now an Uber. I had to sell the bus. <laughs> He'll be at every home game, never in the yep. stadium, just on the great lawn the whole time. <laughs> Tailgating. Tailgating. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where did everybody go? <laughs> you gonna go watch the game? Why? I've I've hired all those people. This is a bad team. Hey, by the by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Hey, man. <laughs> you, man. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking. 
Hey, guys. <laughs> let's, let's go boo the Cardinals. <laughs> You're just going to hear one guy for a full hour. Boo! <laughs> boo! No one will say anything. There he is, peeing on the lawn again. Yes. Let him go. How you doing, everybody? It's, it's alumni day. He's Otis. I'm taking I'm a. Andy I'm taking. I'm the town drunk. <laughs> Do we have a little cage uh, outside of the end zone with Steve Kyman, and he's the new mascot. And fans, turn your attention to the party bus in his little jail cell. It's Steve Kyman. I boo. <laughs> he's like Fang from the yeah. yeah. And he just staggers out to the fifty, flips a coin in the middle of the second quarter. Tails. I win. Anyway. Cardinals, think about it. I'm not wrong. You lose by 14 or more, season ticket holders get a free game next year. Come on. If they choose to renew. They're great. We lost four games by 14 or more. So you only have to pay for 13. Or for, oh, what do you mean less? What do we get? Nine home games now? So you get five home games. You only have to pay for five. And let the Cardinal fans. They're looking at a big discount this year. If you renew. And that keeps the team. Look, Gannon has to sit sit in meetings with the COO and the CFO going, dude. No more 14-point losses. It puts more pressure on them. I can't control that. Well, then I guess we suck that bad. The players don't want that. It's a good idea. Or bring back time and make it interesting again. (laughs) You have some sexual harassment lawsuits going on. He's covering things up. He hires nothing but bald guys that look a little bit like him and then plays grab ass and blames his other coaches. Uh-oh, I'm sorry. Did I just grab you by the by the pooch? <laughs> sorry. Hey, I think that wasn't me. I'm, I'm almost, I'm, by, by, I'm pretty goddamn positive that was Sean Kugler. We'll fire him tomorrow. I know it was you. Uh-oh, it's bald look-alike. We're like the blacks. You can't tell us apart. No, I gotta go. I, mean, I don't know anybody on the Cardinal team. I know you got Kyler, and then the rest of them. Great in between commercials, Alcoa presents. Is this harassment? <laughs> You make the call. Fantastic finishes. <laughs> this lady's pooch got grabbed at a bar in Mexico by a bald guy. Was it Steve Kine, Sean Coogler, or The Rock? <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to vote for C. Get me on the hook. So we were down in Mexico, Brady, and we were grabbing women by the pussies and stuff. <laughs> I got a guy fired for it. Did it work? Yes. <laughs> And guess guess what? Oh wait, where am I talking? Guess what I had to do? Guess what I had to do? What'd you have to do? And it's clear that I went through. I took it real. I took it real serious. They made me go to to rehab. (laughs) Try to get me go to rehab. I said nope, nope, (laughs) nope. So the rehab was in Cabo. Yeah, we was in Cabo at a resort rehabbing. (laughs) You. So anyway, time was more interesting whatever they got going on. I got Monty, the GM now. Anyway, Cardinals, you got, give me a call. I'll give you free ideas. I don't care. I'll consult your credit team. Better at it than you are. I'm the Baker Mayfield of Cardinal Consulting. I'm good at it, and people are super excited about me. <laughs> it's true. Let's get a wake-up song. A good one. That's right. I'm such a talent, Brett. Thank you. I forgot to tell people. <laughs> Uh, 585-9800, that's the phone number. You give us a wake-up song, we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this.